0: The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab, number 57, for June 13th, 2006. Ah! Greetings, folks, and welcome to this little piece of rock and roll that we call the Mac <laughs> Observer's Mac Geek Gab. What? Well, it's, you know we we we've, we've always done this on with kind of a rock and roll attitude right i mean that's just what we do it's uh it's okay. what we do right this is our anniversary show uh in that a year ago today john and i recorded the first episode that you ever heard mac geek cab number 1 uh it wasn't released on the 13th of june it was actually released on the 14th because it needed to run through all sorts of management approval, and uh, and of course the RSS wasn't as automated as it should have been, and uh, you know, yeah. a lot has changed for us in the last low these last year uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, we do have some some anniversary related stuff that we will pepper in throughout the show, uh, but otherwise it will be a fairly normal uh, geek as we as we continue the conversations that we have uh, we've all begun together here. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, and uh and that's that, right? You're with me, right, John? Kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a Definitely. taste yeah, of what's it, to come.
1: It, it doesn't seem like it's been a year. No,
0: no. You know yes, what? So we,
1: we've come a long way, and 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 our our family or our listeners have well, come a long way. Well, no, they they've been pretty much. The, well, no, they've been learning well, something. I yeah. think. I hope and so. We've been learning something too.
0: That that we have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, so the first thing we're going to do is uh, pick up our uh, remote access discussion from last week. There were many, many things that uh, that came in. A couple of them, uh, and uh, we'll start with uh, with one from RJ. I think is is probably the way to get things going here. So uh, RJ, take hey
1: guys, it it's Apple. Uh, hey guys, it's RJ from Appleton, Wisconsin. You guys mm-hmm. do a great show, and I appreciate all the hard work that you do. Uh, One thing that I thought you left out of your uh, remote access um, segment was the fun little widget that you get with Apple Remote Desktop 3. Uh, Not sure if you had a uh, chance to play with it, but it's uh, definitely worth a look. So uh, take a look at it, and let us know what you think.
0: Thanks. Thanks, RJ. Did you take a look at that, John? I am as we speak. Oh, okay, it or not? I I actually I, I had I, of course the folks at Apple had had made sure to walk me through that on our on our briefing, and I had actually checked it out beforehand, and and yeah. of course completely forgot to mention it during our discussion. It is actually pretty cool. In in fact, uh, it, it's just a little widget uh, that will show you the status uh, the screen actually of mm-hmm. a a single remote machine, and of course you can excuse me, you can pick them from your your various. Uh, machines in your list the cool part is when you go and revisit your your uh your dashboard it'll you know go ahead and update the screen with that of whatever you were looking at last so if you've got something you need to keep an eye on uh you do not as far as i know you do not need to have uh, remote access running you can just quickly switch to the dashboard and bam there it is
1: so oh cool i'm doing it right now on the g5 which is the uh, skype machine i'm moving the window and on the g4 it's moving in the widget very and cool. I'm still and I'm still uh, audible, right? Y- you are, so it's you not are still too audible. Yes, <laughs> so it's not chewing too much bandwidth. So wow, that They're is living very on nice the edge. Though. See,
0: that's rock and roll right there, living on the edge. Okay, right? See, that's what I meant by that.
1: I'm, w- I'm with you, brother.
0: I kind of live my life that way, so it's just not, you know, it's kind of how it goes. It's not a bad way to live, frankly. Uh, right, and and plus, you know, actually. Being a rock and roll guy, I had all the right equipment to uh, to start doing this podcast. Of course, we've been through what probably six different microphones each in the last year, uh, mm-hmm. a couple of mixers, I think, compressor or three, reverb unit, uh, a couple of Skype updates. You know, there it goes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like the C one.
0: I know you're still on that thirty dollar Behringer. John is on this thirty dollar Behringer C one mic. For those of you that uh, that actually care about this sort of thing, and. Uh, and it, you know, it, you sound good on it. I gotta say, um, you know, it's it's funny. And I'll, uh, this is just a tangent, but bear with us. We've been doing this for a year for you folks. Uh, the other night, I was recording some vocals up here in the studio, some sung vocals, and uh, I thought, well, let me see what what happens with the the Heil PR20s or PR40, rather, since that's what I used to do the show. I had that all set up, and I figured, well, I'll also <coughs> set up the the cheap little Behringer C1, and by cheap, I mean it's inexpensive. Like I said, it's thirty bucks, and uh so I set the C one up maybe six inches away, and the Hile right up on me, and I recorded both tracks simultaneously. Man, let me tell you, this Hile sounds great when I am talking into it. When I sing, this thing just shuts down. The C one sounded so much better; it actually sounded great. There was I had no complaints about it whatsoever. So uh, there is something to be said about the uh, the Behringer C one. So. Mm-hmm.
1: And you've taught me we have dynamic and condenser, and uh, yes, the, probably other types of mics. But
0: we'll. I believe I believe it's just those two. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think in in general, right? There's those. Well,
1: is the Telefunken U47,
0: which is which is a condenser. The, oh, yeah. a big tube kind of. Anyways, yeah, that's right uh moving right along putting the train back on the tracks for a moment anyway trying to get through some of this stuff uh we will actually you know one of the things that we got a bunch of emails about was uh the the whole idea and we talked a little bit about this with uh timbuk in that uh with most of us behind routers or firewalls um mm-hmm. there is, it, it that, that creates a layer of difficulty uh, from getting from – if you want to connect remotely to your Mac or someone else's Mac across the internet because the Mac, if you're behind a, a router uh, or, or a firewall, but typically most of us are just behind routers so that we can share our internet connection either wirelessly or wired with multiple computers. Mm-hmm. And your Mac actually doesn't talk to the internet directly. It talks via this router, and there's some mojo that goes on. Uh, specifically referred to as NAT routing, that allows multiple computers to share the one address that you buy or lease or get from... NAT?
1: Your, Do NAT. you mean network
0: address translation? Oh, I thought it was NAT King Cole. Bingo. Oh. Yeah. oh. Anyway. That's good, too. It, it is good, but I believe you were correct. So... Uh, but the problem is you know when a when a packet comes in the router doesn't know what to do with it right when a well if an unsolicited packet comes in something that's mm. trying to to remote control your mac so you need to somehow either tell the router uh automatically or 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 manually yeah look take this stuff and route it to me now there is a protocol called upnp universal plug and play that mm-hmm. could be used, but I don't believe any of these products use it. And Universal Plug and Play uh, does what you think it might. It automatically programs your router to to accept this stuff. That That's not utilized by any of this stuff near as I can tell. However, uh, as we discussed, Timbuk2 goes ahead and allows you to do that whole invite thing where you can pierce the, the, the NAT routing and, and, and get someone into your machine. It also does the, the Skype tunneling, where uh, that works just fine as well. Remote access does not. So if you want to connect with Apple Remote Access, you need to forward that port. And, uh, and did you look that up for me, John? Do you remember what port that was?
1: Oh, I'll find it. need to look it up. second.: I've 33, it. I think it's 33-something. I don't believe it is.
0: You might be right, though. Uh, It's 3283 is the the port, and I believe it's TCP port 3283. Uh, But when you connected to to my machine here, I actually forwarded both of them in, John. Um, And and the way that you do this, it's different for every router. Uh, I know a lot of us have uh, Linksys routers, and a lot also have, of course, the Apple Airport base stations. On the Linksys routers, you log into your router, go to Applications and Gaming. The first tab that comes up is Port Range Forwarding. And uh, you'd put in, uh, you can name it Apple Remote Desktop, start and end ports are the same, 3283. Set the protocol to both, and then the IP address of the machine internal to your network that you want uh, it to uh, hmm. to use. Apple, uh, the Apple AirPort, I believe it's, uh, there's the port forwarding tab, uh, and you do something similar there. <clears throat> Much simpler, though, to get these instructions from Our favorite site, or one of them. Of course, our favorite site is (laughs) MacObserver.com. I mean, you know. But of course. That goes without saying. That's right. PortForward.com is our favorite site when we want to find out this information. Uh, And you can get that link, if you can't remember PortForward.com, from MacGeekGab.com, where we have the show notes. And, of course, you can send your audio comments and text comments to MacGeekGab at MacObserver.com. So, that's uh, that's port forwarding for Apple Remote Desktop. Do you remember port the port forwarding address for PC anywhere? I, I believe that's 5984. Um, yeah, I uh, sorry, fifty nine eighty four. Yeah, sorry, fifty six forty one and fifty six forty two are mm-hmm. the uh, are the two for PC anywhere. Uh, and and were you were you uh, quick enough to go and look up the Timbuktu ports, John? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Uh, I believe it uses port 407 um, on Timbuktu. At least the the hardwired support is uh, is done for port 407 TCP and UDP port 407. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I confirm that. Thanks. I, so. appreciate, I appreciate you confirming that for me, there, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So open your ports only if you trust. That's right. Yeah. Make make sure you know. I mean, when I when I set that thing up for John last week. Uh, so that we could test it. I opened it up, let him do it. And then when we were done after that, later that night, I went, actually I did it during the show cause he was you yeah. know, weirding me out. Um, I, I just, un, you know, unchecked the enable box in my Linksys uh, router and away it went. So,
1: but you know, I would bet if you had a, uh, you know, uh, logging router. Or you may log your routes anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably see some people, especially on a cable network. Oh, yeah. They're very curious. I, I've yeah. set this up. You know, I call it a honeypot or some other thing where right. you just set up something that looks attractive. It has, you know, like Windows ports open. But it doesn't. Nothing. It just logs the attempt. That's entertaining. But yes, granted. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Go. And then once you, uh, once you connect, then Scott's got a question about uh, authentication issues.
1: Scott from Olympia, Washington, unfortunately, with was a second question of the day. I was just listening to Mac,
0: or the, uh,
1: the Mac Server show regarding Apple Remote Desktop, and I installed that on my computer, and I went to get on my wife's computer, and it showed it fine, um, showed that she was in the finder, everything like that. Um but when I tried to observe or anything like that, it kept saying um, authorization failed, even though I used her password. Um, tried
0: what Apple said, which was setting up a, a separate account. Did that. Um, same thing. Tried to sign in under that account. Still said um,
1: that it failed. The authorization failed. Um, so Not I'm wondering good. if you guys have any
2: solutions or ideas what might be going on there. I couldn't find anything on the Apple support page. So when Apple fails, you guys pick up the slack.
0: That's right. That's the new slogan right there. When Apple fails, we pick up the slack. Um, unless you're a shareholder and you're looking for you know like uh, uh, some sort of handout or something. And then and I know were, what it is for the wrong guys. Do you know the answer? Know
1: yeah. Well, he said he was doing it on his wife's computer, right? Yeah. She's
0: really smart. <laughs> She's messing with him. <laughs> well, convinced. it could it could be that. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, that's right. Most of us geeks marry women that are smart. Or than us, so. okay. or. I think the the other thing is that when you enable, if you go into the sharing system preference pane uh, and you check Apple Remote Desktop, you also then need to click on access privileges. And you need to assign uh, privileges to the user that you want to let log in. Uh, Again, as we stated last week. Whatever user you let in will see the desktop as it exists on the computer. So if you let user A in and user B is logged in locally, when user A comes in remotely, they will see what is on user B's screen just to make yeah. that crystal clear. But uh, if you haven't allowed any access, then it, it will let you out. So I, I, I'm thinking that was Scott's problem. Perhaps Perhaps mm. it's not. Perhaps it's a firewall issue. Uh, But it sounds like he was getting further than the firewall would have let him. It sounds like he was was able to attempt to log in, and and then it was bouncing you out. I'll
1: have to try that, actually, to turn off some of the things and see what the error message is, if it's something useless, which I've gone on about before, about useless error messages. Error one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Please. No, no. (laughs) Unknown error. Have you seen that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The unknown error has occurred. Yeah, I always appreciate that (laughs) one. And I write software. I uh, oh, it just kills me when people do that. Yeah. Just, you know,
0: English or whatever language. I don't care. It does it Right, <laughs> not yes. pick a, yes. Not a language. Number. Yes, I can use Google to translate it. Yeah. Uh, okay. It, so, it, we, we, one thing we did last week with uh, great fervor was to lambaste the... Uh, the, <laughs> the, the they got skewed. The inaugural oh. offering of, uh, of semantics PC Anywhere for Mac. And I yeah. did actually have a chance to speak with them uh mm-hmm. <laughs> last week after we did the show and and asked them a lot about what was going on and you know, the first thing I said was, you know this installation process well it 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 sucks uh, you know and i and I was pretty blunt with them I said, look you know That's i I, I pretty wish much I,
1: sums it up i yeah think.
0: I wish I had a, a you know a nicer way to start this conversation. I wish I had some compliments <laughs> to give you, but uh, you know okay, it works once you get it installed, kind of." After
1: we turbo geeked on it. Yeah,
0: after we <laughs> turbo geeked and they said, Well, did you read the uh the you know, the, the card that comes in the box? And I said, Frankly, no. Uh-huh. I, I said Look, the the way we work here is we act like users. You know, we, we don't go through pour through every bit of documentation.
1: Did you tell them we could have read the manual? If yeah, if we, we had got installed. installed the product, uh, no, they. Which tells a little, you how to.
0: There's a little card that came in the box <laughs> uh, okay. or something that that's supposed to tell us. But whatever, it, it you know, I said I took the CD I don't like out. I card. I put it in and it didn't work. You know that that was as far as I got and. And they said, "Yeah, you know, we understand that it's, uh, it, it, you know, it, it doesn't work that way, the way you would expect it to work." And I said, "Well, yeah." And they said, "But it was important. We felt um, that doing this, it was important to authenticate it as root. That you wanted to have, you know, root." And I said, "Well, okay, I can appreciate that." But you do it with a dialogue box. And that's what I said. And I said, "You know, the <laughs> installer isn't Mac-like at all." And they said, "Yeah." Uh, it was more important for us to make it cross-platform, i.e., you know, Linux, etc. Oh, and and bad. I said, well, I, yeah, and I said to him, I said, well, it's you know, it's not even universal on the Mac, I said, it's really not even cross-platform there. And they said, yeah, Apple surprised us with that. So uh, they are working mm-hmm. on it. They do understand that there is a Mac way of doing things. Uh, they wanted to get this version of the product out. Why, uh, you know, hey, we all make our business decisions, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. so you know they did what they did the one thing they did point out to me though uh, and this was actually very important in addition to the host and client uh, software that you install on your computer there (laughs) is yet another option and that is what they call their web client uh you do need to buy the soft you do need to buy the software to to get access to it near as i can tell but that works on the uh on the intel max just fine and frankly it was a better experience uh, the, the way the windows resized and everything was better, and I was able to connect to machines really quickly. There was no installation. Nice. Yeah, so if you're just looking to connect to Windows client to Windows hosts, then you've got a good solution there in that web client. I, I have to say it, it works uh, much better than not uh, than 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 we uh, than we reported for the the installable client. So I wanted to make sure we got that out there. Excellent. It is excellent. Hey, uh, I don't know if you uh, you noticed today, John, but on uh, on TMO and actually all across the Backbeat Media network, you know, we gave uh, gave away iPod Nanos for the podcast demographic survey. Well, we are doing website demographic survey uh, on TMO and the other sites that Backbeat Media represents. So, if you have a uh, a moment, go ahead to uh, TMO. There'll be a link there. We'll make sure there's a link in the show notes to the survey. Go ahead and fill out the survey again. This is for the website, not for the podcast specifically. So uh, the questions will be tailored a little bit there. But I did want to let everyone know that there's uh, at a least nano. another nano, if not more than one nano, hanging a out nano. there. Yeah, waiting to be waiting to be one. I, I got one. I know you do. The nice. It is a very nice. Um, and yeah, and that's that. You X. know what? You, you know what I realized? X. You know what, what I realized, John? As we're as I was going through this here. Um, <laughs> We've been doing this show for a year. You know how long I've known you? I've known you 20 years. <sighs> Almost exactly, actually. Uh, so it yeah. was sometime in the summer that uh, that we had met. But 20 years. Can you imagine that? That's a long time. That's longer than I've known anyone in that's currently in my life that's not <clears throat> family. So, there you go. Getting all teary. I got a tear in the eye. Uh, moving right go along. Next. All right. You know what? We're gonna uh, we're gonna let Sharon. Uh, Sharon, uh, I like Sharon. I know you like Sharon, and, and this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna well,
3: whatever. Hi, John and Dave. This is Sharon and Tambon. Um John, I have to agree with you. People shouldn't drive and talk at the same time. It we're gonna revisit this. Them, and there you I go. I don't know why, but it does. Um, even yeah. with the headset, even with hands free. Yeah. That said, um, I'm curious about how to travel with my computer. I have a laptop I use. Um, I've been putting all of my media stuff on a hard, uh, separate hard drive. And um, when I go to Michigan in a f- next month for a few weeks, I don't want to take my hard drive with me. Although I probably will just for a backup. But there's really not a place for me to set it up Um. And, and keep it there and who wants to do the whole mounting unmounting and all that crap. So so um my question is how do I it's how do I yeah, go. Sorry. Get it out how do I then bring back or how do I merge my iPhoto library and um listening to podcasts because I'll be downloading them um, how do I merge those two libraries easily without losing? I know when you do it with the iPhoto, you end up losing information. And, yes, I like to go and tag them all and do all the comments so that I can find them easier. Um, help me with that. And um, thanks for the podcast. I, it's definitely the best, the only geek show I can listen to. And I don't know wow. what it is, if it's the conversation,
4: mm. if
3: it's Dave's... Uh, Extreme peppiness, or if it's, yeah. uh, it's probably John's, you know, under the radar sly comments that I love the best. So, thank you. Bye.
0: <laughs> well, you got a fan
1: there, man. Look at that. Uh, that was a warm fuzzy. so is, uh, Yeah. I, I don't know what the answer is. You do. You no, don't, don't know
0: the. You don't know what the well, answer I is.
1: I suspect a part of it. Uh huh. What I've done in the past is, I, and you can help update me, but is to uh, copy the entire folder from the source machine to the machine you're going to, uh, or I'm sorry, the external to the internal. A lot of times when I go on the road, I will um, copy over from one machine the entire folder, bring that along. But I suspect I'm not getting some of the uh, preference files when That's I see right. that. Though I have done it in the past with some programs and it works out. But, but I think you, you've probably done this. Unfortunately, I haven't had to do this in quite a while or otherwise i just um you know I'll drag them over from the machine i had on the road to the to the main machine which is not elegant but this has come up a lot you know i think i hope apple's listening
0: i I, <laughs> for, I in uh in keeping with the whole rock and roll tradition of of our show and and for some reason this one in particular i thought i knew the answer to this when it came in you know i heard the heard her yeah. comment and i thought oh yeah okay i got this and then as i'm listening to it i thought uh-oh mm. I, what i thought it was isn't it and so while I was listening to her comment, I remember the other day I had to download a new copy of a new version of Castaway, my, uh, the, the program that, uh, that both John and I use to prune our library of, uh, of podcasts and that sort of thing. And the folks at Wooden Brain Concepts who make Castaway also make a piece of software that I just happened to notice called MoveTunes. And it copies or moves iTunes files from volume to volume. It handles lists of artists, albums, iTunes songs, export files. And it retains ratings, played count, beats per minute, playlists, auto, all, all of that stuff. So I think that that's what uh, that's what Sharon's looking for here. I uh, I, I hope that uh, that I understand. I, I believe I've understood her correctly, and I hope that Move Tunes from Wooden Brain Concepts, and I think they're at woodenbrain.com. dot com.
1: Yeah, she also mentioned. I think iPhoto you were talking about. Ah, uh, yeah, More, that's right. Uh, yeah, and that, you know, you get a big honking flash card or SD card or whatever. Uh, they're getting big. I think the
0: flash cards are up to uh, four gigs now. Yeah, that's not enough to hold a, 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 a worthy iTunes library, though. No. Uh, I oh, library, I rather. meant pictures. So. Yeah, yeah, even pictures. pictures. Yeah, you
1: could take that up.
0: Yeah. Well, especially with the okay. way iPhoto does it, right? Because save, it saves multiple copies of every picture. So. Yeah,
1: thumbnails. And, yeah, I haven't looked in detail, but...
0: Um there there are utilities that let you manage multiple iPhoto libraries um that 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 may, may help you out out. I uh I haven't used a whole lot of them. 'em, you're right. That that's the uh that's the other half of her question. So uh if anyone out there knows of the way to do this with iPhoto, let us know. MacKeycab at MacObserver.com I do want to address her thing, you know we, we started talking about this cell phone while driving thing and and it was toward the end of a show and i, I actually made a mistake i shouldn 't have i should 've just let it go because that 's the beauty of the podcast. We just let it go mm-hmm. but i didn 't I, I sort of wrapped it up and, and moved us on. We got a truckload of email about this, so uh, we're going we 're going to revisit this now uh, because i 've thought a lot about this, and I, I imagine you have too mm-hmm. John now Sharon tended to agree with your your assertion that. That cell phones should not be talked upon while driving. Um, I, you know, and, and certainly she's right. And, and, and certainly you're right, right? That, I, I mean, obviously doing something like that, talking, a- doing anything while you're driving is going to distract you to some level. A cell phone mm-hmm. may distract you more or less than, than other things. But, uh, you know, what we were, what you and I were talking about was the whole, the whole thing with, uh, 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 emotional conversations on the cell phone. And and certainly, it, you know, if you're talking to someone and in, in, in a very heated conversation and find yourself getting distracted, well, that, that's a time to stop, you know, obviously. But
1: but not just that, but but, but I think also the, the context of the situation is that if right. somebody's, if somebody may be like, well, it's like the person riding with you. Well, not really, because they realize when there may be danger,
0: or you got to pay attention. And why would they? They won't continue to yak with you. Well, I mean if you're not noticing how would the person in the passenger seat not you, you know not, why would they notice more than the person that's supposed to be driving right well
1: cuz they're doing less they're just sitting there talking they're not sitting there talking operating a, a huge metal death machine so.
0: all right well then I'll then I'll give you then I'll give you this <laughs> uh, I'll give you this what about an audiobook should you be listening to an audiobook a really involved audiobook while you're driving And mm-hmm. does just that not I see approach it as like the radio the same I seen that
1: no, I see that as one way. You're you're consuming it, and you can shut it off when you want. Mm. Conversation can potentially be more engaging, and uh, and the person on the other end doesn't realize what this what situation you're in. I mean, I've heard you know radio commentators take yeah. people talking on the phone, and as they're talking, they're like, "What happened? I just got in an accident." Oh, <laughs> and I've heard these, and they're sure. hilarious, and yeah. many people are okay. Thank goodness. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs>
0: See, now, so, cause the thing I, I, is, I,
1: there are many distractions, I agree, but you should try to minimize them. And whenever I see a vehicle speeding up, slowing down, swerving, not signaling, not whatever, in yeah. all likelihood, it's somebody talking on their phone or they could be screaming at the kids. I've seen that, yeah. too. They're screaming yeah. or reaching back to hit
0: something. Yes. What, or, <laughs> or, or someone. Or eating, right? I mean, eating's another one of those things that should it be yeah. done while you're driving? Uh, probably not. How, and I'm going to argue this, though, because there have been many times where if I was sitting in the car, either doing nothing other than driving, of course mm-hmm. the driving is a given for, for these uh, these particular examples, but if mm-hmm. I was sitting in the car uh, either doing nothing or listening to music on the way home from a gig late at night, mm-hmm. I, I may fall asleep and drive off the road. Uh, I mean, th- there's yeah. no question. I, I do remember one time recently though, back this fall, I had a gig at, uh, at, at, Foxwoods casino, which is about three hours from the house and we did uh, three nights there, and I didn't want to stay the third night. And I figured my sleep schedule would probably be altered enough such that I could pack up after the gig and drive home and I'd be all right. But, uh, I, you know, I was, I was a little worried about it. So I, what I did was I made sure Brian, our, our esteemed editor at MacObserver.com, Hi Brian. Uh, hi Brian. He w- I made sure that that he was home because he's a he's a night owl and he lives on the west coast, so he's three hours <laughs> behind anyway. And I actually I called him. I you know I told him I said I might call you, and I did. About thirty minutes into the drive, maybe maybe forty minutes into the drive, I started noticing. Yeah, okay, I'm I'm, I'm a little sleepy here, and I was going to stop and get a hotel room if it just w- wasn't going to work. But I figured, well, let me call Brian and see what happened. I talked to Brian for two and a half hours and I talked uh-huh. to him until I pulled into the driveway, and it was great. Had I not talked to him. I would not have been able to stay awake during that drive. Now, it wasn't a heated emotional conversation. It was mm-hmm. mostly just two guys hanging out talking. And uh, and he and I know each other fairly well. And he knew that I was driving. So, you know, when I had to t- not talk to him or whatever, he it wasn't an issue for him. But, uh, but that was one instance where talking on the phone made it so that I could drive. So mm-hmm. that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll close with about half the time I see somebody do something stupid, like cut me off or yeah. just do something unpredictable. They're talking on a phone and they just don't have enough, you know, appendages to operate the vehicle properly. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of one core. There's there's a lot of people out there that simply shouldn't be allowed to operate a motor vehicle. You know, it, it's treated in this country as a right versus a privilege. But I think we've mm. gone probably far enough on this tangent. Thanks to uh, yes. Thanks to share. See, it, it wasn't on really a track. tangent. It wasn't really a tangent. Hey, okay, so check out our Frapper map. Frapper.com slash Podcast. Uh, we've had this for a while. We've talked about it before. Haven't talked about it in a while. You folks keep joining it. You keep finding it in the show notes and such. But uh, for those of you that never visit the show notes, probably because you're listening to Michael's enhanced AAC version of this show. Uh, see how I pimped two things at once there? But nice. anyway,
1: how about the show notes? Yeah. Hey, they're, they're looking good lately. I'll right?
0: tell you. Yeah, it seems like the show notes have have uh, have moved up a notch here, and uh, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> John's been doing the show notes. John has taken over that duty for me. Thank you very much, John, for that. I have a little fun. So it is fun. Out. Yeah, it should be fun. I always had fun doing them. I just couldn't find the time. Uh where are we in this this little shindig here? We're at the 30 minute mark already. Holy moly. Yeah, you know, we've right. had uh get moving here.
1: Andrew, uh, how about Andrew? Yeah,
0: we we've you know, in our one topic one one uh topic segment that we kind of keep floating out there is this cool stuff that either you or we found and uh and one of them is sort of related to a uh a topic that we discussed a, a couple of weeks back. So we'll let our Andrew Darlow take it away. At least I, I think we will. Is he taking it? I'm Give it sure, to him. I'm not sure where he took it to. <laughs> huh. This was really good. So if this doesn't work, I'm actually going to pause the show and. Uh, yeah. Pause. And, and and find it because uh, it would be a good thing to have. But it doesn't seem like it's going to work. I bet it'll work right now.
2: Hey John and Dave, this is Andrew Darlow from the TheImagingBuffet.com. Just thought I'd put in my four cents about keeping your laptop cool when it's either on your lap or even on a desk, four. since it's she been coming four? up a lot on your show and on a lot of the other Mac-related podcasts. So first, I'll, I'll give my personal experience with a few products. First, at, at Macworld, I saw... Some of the products from Rain Design, which is raindesigninc.com. Yeah, very cool. They have an iLap 12, a 14 for the new MacBooks, a 15W and 17W for MacBook Pros, and a 15PC and 17PC for most PC laptops. And what's nice about those products, if you're at home, you have like a little uh, cushion that you put in the front of it, and it's really comfortable if you're sitting in a chair. Or possibly when you're laying in bed. I just sat in a chair and I tested it at Macworld. And I was very impressed by it. The only problem is it's not easily collapsible. So you can't just put it uh, into a bag. And the price is between 50 and $70. The other option, which I've been using for like the last year or so, is called Laptop Desk Version 2.0. It's from a company called Lapworks. It's just a strong plastic support base. It can be used with just about any laptop. I use it on a 17-inch PowerBook G4, which is known for its toastiness. And essentially, you can use it two ways. You can use it flat or propped up like an alligator's mouth. So I usually use it propped up. It has like a little stick that you can easily uh, put up or down so that it can be completely flat. And I usually use it just propped up in the highest position, either on my lap or even in, in bed, or on a table. It doesn't really matter. It makes typing a lot easier as well because of the way in which uh, it angles up the, the whole machine. It weighs about 22 ounces, and I bring it everywhere with me. I put it right up against where my laptop is, and I think it, it adds a lot of extra protection, at least on that side. You can find it at laptopdesk.net. They also have one called the Ultralight, which might be fine for a MacBook a really a lightweight a PC laptop but it's not nearly as strong as the laptop desk 2.0 which is like rock solid. I also have a review on my site on the right side at imagingbuffet.com. So that's it for now. Uh stay cool gentlemen and keep up the <laughs> Mac geek gabbing.
0: Hey, thanks Andrew. Mm. That was uh that was that's worth cool. it for me. Yeah. Are you, you cool? Well, my I'm cool, Mike macbook pro is uh you know it's somewhere in that lukewarm to boiling <laughs> hot range yeah yeah uh so thank you andrew for sending that in one thing that andrew sent me a couple of weeks ago was a very cool photocast kind of thing that he did on his imaging dot com site of the new york city mac store very very hmm. very cool thing he did it it's worth checking out take take some time take two minutes uh, hopefully there will be a link in the, uh, actually I, I can say this cause it's not my responsibility. There will be a link in the show notes yeah. and hopefully there'll be a link in the AAC. Um, I'm Michael, doing it right now. No. You're doing it right now. Look at that. Are you building the show notes while we're doing the show? That's not allowed. You know, we by the don't. time we're done,
1: they'll be done. Uh huh. Oh, well, are good. It, Send
0: them to me. I'll put them up online. That'll be great.
1: you got them already. <laughs> even though we don't know how <laughs> else we're going to talk about.
0: <laughs> you know one thing i wanted to talk about and it's great i'm really really happy that uh that technology and all of the various political organizations out there have finally come together you know this weekend lisa and i we uh we you know we've got two kids here and uh, so going out to the movies going out is expensive it, we have to you know hire a babysitter and and uh, that's, you know, a babysitter will wind up costing you 50 or 60 bucks for the night. And then if you're going to wind up getting a babysitter, well, you might as well get dinner. So there's 100 bucks. Right. And then, you know, you go to the movies and somehow that's 50 bucks. And and so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a $200 proposition to go watch a flick. And I'm so glad that now we have the ability. Uh, all the movie companies have come together and I can just pay 25 bucks and, uh, and sit in my living room and watch, you know, feature films like Da Vinci Code. I mean, we had a great time. Uh, Just being able to do that. The kids were, of course, upstairs asleep, right?
1: Just this Comcast?
0: No, it doesn't exist. It should <laughs> exist, though. Shouldn't it? Doesn't that make sense? Uh, you know, wh- why do they make it so that we have to be criminals to do something like that? Why?
1: Well, they're working on it, but the one the one in this area, they just had a lawsuit because yeah. uh, apparently uh, Cablevision wants to offer a virtual DVR. And mm-hmm. a lot of the companies said, oh, no, that's violating the license agreement. And they're like, but it's what the user would do anyways or the customer yeah. would do anyways. We're just saving it on their behalf. And they're like, no, no, you got to license it again. It's like, Duh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Guys, but not, you know, but, but even with the with, reality. People get it for free or they pay right. you so they can access it. That's the key right there. You if make the choice. You, you make the choice. You want nothing or you want something. That's
0: <laughs> right. And you know what? I would have been happy to, sit, to pay 25 bucks to sit in my living room to watch Da Vinci Code uh, you know, on my plasma screen, it, sitting on my couch, drinking a glass of my wine with my kids upstairs. I, I would have been happy to pay 25 bucks to do that. But you know what? They wouldn't let me. Let that be a lesson to you. So, But you know what we did do this weekend? We took the kids out to see Cars. Fantastic movie. Fifty bucks, though, to get the kids to and from the movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> movies and popcorn Brian, and all that The Cage. Stuff. The Cage. The Cage? <laughs> the Cage. No, it's a, it's
1: a... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it. Okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: and if Kiss anybody wants to know about it, you can just email John directly. No need... <laughs> to Bother emailing me uh, you just go right to john on on that one uh, it, all right so let 's wrap this thing up we 're at the thirty seven yeah. minute mark we We have a couple of things we 're going to do for you. I know that I promised that we would play you the full version of the uh, the, the the answer, which is actually the the name of the tune that uh, that opens and closes the show so so we will do that but I, I want to actually we'll we'll, we'll we'll wrap things up here oh, next no. next week. We have, uh, I believe, next week. If we can work out the timing right, we're going to have uh, a special guest come on, and we're going to have a backup discussion on the show. Uh, at TMO this week, uh, actually on Friday, late Friday afternoon, we published uh, the first PDF uh, guide uh, ever, and it's uh, Bob Lavitas, Doctor Max, yeah. Guide to Backing Up Your Mac. You can see it on the web for free, or if you want to have the PDF version, three ninety nine gets you the download of the PDF. And it, let me tell you, there's some great information in here. So John and I are going to have him on the show next week. We may have to do the show. We're going to do the show on Tuesday because I'm in the White Mountains on uh, on Monday. And I think we might have to do the show like a half hour later or something. But you people don't care. John and I are the only ones that care uh, to get Bob coordinated. But we're, we're going to figure it out. Uh, that, well, Bob's, Bob does his That's thing. That's a them. tall order. <laughs> we're just going to leave it at that. By the time you get next week's show, if all goes according to this loosely organized plan that we call an agenda, you will have uh, Bob Levitis, John, and I chatting simultaneously on your media player of choice. So uh, that that's next week. Uh, yes, please go and uh, visit that, that survey that we're doing at uh, Backbeat Media if you are indeed a reader of uh, TMO or any one of the sites that Backbeat Media uh, manages, Of course, you need to go to Portable Media Expo, and this was downloaded from Cashfly Hosting. We are proud members of the Backbeat Media Co- Podcast Network, and uh, 206666, what's that number there, John? Geek. Oh, yeah, geek. How could I forget? Uh, all right, so that's, that's the, the end of the show. If you are not interested in any more uh, tangential stuff, you're, you're free to tune out now. However, away with you. Away with you. That's right. Big You're still here. You're hardcore. Hardcore. We've oh, been doing this thank for you. you. Yeah. And really, I, I, yeah. I wanted to say, and John just said it, thank you very much for being a listener. Uh, whether you've been a listener for a week or a year, thank, thank you for being a listener and thank you for staying subscribed. This, is, this has been a fantastic journey. It's, it's been a lot of fun, as you can probably tell. And uh, I hope that uh, you folks get something out of it, either fun, enjoyment, information, or, or all three. It is fantastic. And hey, John, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's actually a great little segue into this. Last night, mm. what I did, I stayed up all night, and I went through, when we do the show, the first thing we do is we connect over Skype, and we, uh, we, we blah, just get our, we, blah, yeah, blah, we chit-chat. Blah. We get our levels set, and we just chit-chat. And sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's 20 minutes. You know, it just depends on what's going on with our weeks. And... I record all of those because, of course, I want to get the level set. We finish chit-chatting, I stop and we listen, etc. Last night I went through a lot of them. Not all of it, but a lot of it. And I noticed a trend. Mm-hmm. I, was try- I, was- I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool to assemble some of this stuff? And I noticed a trend. And the trend was occasionally <laughs> when you get two hams in front of a microphone, uh, someone is bound to burst into song. So <laughs> uh, with that, I think, uh, I think that's a perfect, that's enough. And uh we're just going to let you let you hear this. John and I are actually going to tune out so that uh what you're hearing is is all just pre-recorded stuff that has happened over the last year. Again, thank you very much. I'm stuck in Folsom prison. <laughs> yeah, we should have a sing along. <laughs> I got the Folsom Prison
1: Blues. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. 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 Swing low. Swing low.
0: Sweet cherry eyes. Coming for to carry me home. Wow. <laughs> that that needs to be erased. What? I won the sandbox. I, I don't understand what you're saying. You say I-2 the sandbox. I-3 the sandbox. Uh, I-3 the sandbox. You say I-4 the sandbox. Why? Just say, it. So, I, so I'll say. I, I for the sandbox. I five, the sandbox. I six, the sandbox. I seven, the sandbox. I ate the sandbox. You ate uh. the sandbox?
1: Oh my God. <laughs> you're still crowing. You're still going strong. We fill the room. Swing for the bands. Playing one of your all favorite songs from way back when.
0: How's that? <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> Thank you. That, it, it, it's great having the Don't record button so close for moments like that. All right, let's get this show on the road.